Are you ready to experience the rich interconnection of spirituality, orientation, and identity? If so, plan to attend Liberating Your Divine Identity, a retreat at Unity Village during Pride Month, June 9th to the 12th. This soul-filled retreat is facilitated by LGBTQIA plus Unity Ministers with workshops and ceremonies to cultivate a deeper awareness of our spiritual nature. Register at unityvillage.org forward slash I am divine 2022. Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, offering insights and practices for spiritually conscious living today with Reverend Ellen Grace O'Brien from the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California. To ask questions or join the discussion, email us at yogahour at unity.fm. Now, here's your host, Reverend Ellen Grace O'Brien. Welcome to the Yoga Hour, our time to open our hearts and our minds to the infinite. I'm Ellen Grace O'Brien, and I'll be sharing with you today some insights and practices from the spiritual tradition of yoga, the ancient science of self and God realization. Yoga is a familiar word, but uh, not everyone, of course, understands its uh, deep meaning. Sanskrit term that means oneness, union or unity and it refers to bringing our attention and our awareness to consciously rest in our essential spiritual nature. You can think of it as being restored to our original wholeness abiding in the conscious awareness of our true self. It is self-realization, knowing who we really are, and then living in harmony with this spiritual truth of our being, that is yoga. And today's topic is One with the One, Superconscious Meditation for Spiritual Realization and Enlightened Living. We're going to be talking about the practice of samadhi, um, the Sanskrit term for superconscious meditation. This is the culmination of Patanjali's eight-limbed path, and of course it is the beginning of a life of liberation and unconditional joy. And it is for every person who would walk the path of enlightened living. And returning to the Yoga Hour today to be with us is Swami Atma Vidyananda. Swamiji is a senior monk in the lineage of Parmansa Hariharananda and Parmansa Prajnananda. And he is currently Vice President of the Kriya Yoga Institute. He met uh, his guru Paramahansa Hariharananda and was initiated into Kriya Yoga in 1994. So after completing his professional responsibilities in 2002, he then dedicated his life full-time to the cause of spiritual practice and joined the Hariharananda Gurukulam under the auspices of Paramahansa Prashnanananda. Since 2006, Swami Atma Vidyananda has traveled extensively in North America, South America, Europe, and Asia to guide seekers on the path of Kriya Yoga. And their website for the Kriya Yoga Institute is simply kriya, K-R-I-Y-A dot org. Welcome back to the Yoga Hour, Swamiji. I'm so delighted you have joined us today. Thank you. I'm happy to be with you again. And my my pronouns, my uh, good wishes to everyone who is listening. Thank you. Let us begin, especially since we're going to be talking about meditation, let's begin with a moment of centering meditation. Mm-hmm. 
Let us open our hearts and our minds to divine omnipresence, becoming aware that there is one reality that is called by many names, but it is only one that is the support and the substance of all that is. So right now, in this moment, through our conscious intention, we can be aware that this divine reality, infinite, boundless, is present. It is expressing as you, as me, as everyone, as everything. So let us move our attention from the periphery of our awareness into the depths. And you can use your breath to do this. Just being aware of your breath, breathing in. Feel that you're diving into the ocean of the infinite. And breathing out, simply letting go of clinging to any idea of finite self. Let your breath be the vehicle that takes you into the heart of God, into the heart of your essential nature. And as we consciously center our attention in this way, releasing any clinging to thought or sense experience, we can discover that within us there is a beautiful pool of peace, an abundance of the soul's peace, of divine peace that is pure and still. So we touch that peace within us, Breathing in and breathing out, feeling that peace and bringing that peace to mind and body. And as we conclude this moment of centering, let us feel that we are ready now to extend that peace to all beings, to all people everywhere. Yoga Hour, we have been exploring uh, through uh, several weeks now the eight-limbed path of spiritual awakening that is outlined in Patanjali's Yoga Sutra. And uh, today we come to the eighth limb, the final limb that is called Samadhi. Samadhi is often translated as oneness. Um, and it is the goal, this conscious oneness, not only, of course, of Patanjali's yoga, but of all forms of yoga. So, Swamiji, let's begin just talking first about the meaning of samadhi. How do you define it? One meaning of uh, samadhi is uh, realization. It is a state of uh, balance and harmony. It is also the method or the purpose of yoga too, as defined. Samadhi we also call the state of superconsciousness. It is a special word and it should be clearly understood because it has come from sama and dhi. That means sama is samahita, means balanced, complete, or pure or even dissolved. And dhi means intellect, memory, and inner reasoning. So, samadhi is a state of inner calmness born out of sincere practice. Mm. Samadhi is also known as the state when consciousness is completely directed towards the goal. It is translated as, as uh, sometimes deep contemplation, a superconscious state, enlightenment unperturbed state, total calmness, and peace of the purest form of love. 
Mm. Yeah, and it. Thank you for that um, beautiful and thorough description of samadhi, and of course the meaning is right there in the roots of the Sanskrit. Um, to to hold um, together completely union with that which is contemplated. So um, it may be that we are contemplating an object of perception and we experience mm-hmm. oneness with that or it could be uh, what is called the higher samadhi, a complete uh, absorption um, into the essential self, which of course is not an object, it is the reality of uh, our being, so that it would be the higher samadhi. But e- either way is complete absorption of the intellect into the object of meditation. And we'll talk a little bit more about, you know, these two types of um, of samadhi. But I think just starting out, you know, being aware of um, why this is a goal uh, on the path. You know, why is it important? Um, This And Kriya Yoga, of course, does point to this as a goal. Um, This superconscious meditation. Um, So why... Why, why should we say it is so important to be held up as the final limb and as a focus? The purpose of samadhi is to be free from all our past impressions, samskaras, which are stored in the unconscious mind from many lifetimes. And these impressions are the cause of birth and rebirth, which eventually give us the experience of uh, pain and pleasure. In fact, we have four levels of our personality, like uh, superconsciousness, or we can say supreme consciousness, unconscious mind, subconscious mind, and the conscious mind. This uh, layer of unconsciousness is uh, also termed as uh, avidya or ignorance. And the subconscious is known as the four inner instruments like mind, memory, intellect, and ego. And we carry these layers of unconsciousness with all our impressions of the past lives through various births. And you know, all our impressions, vasanas, they lie at this level. Usually what happens, we try to change our life, transform our life. We want to be free from miseries, but we try and remove all our uh, impressions at the conscious level through logic and rational thinking. We also try to change our gross habits through very similar process. But logical analysis, rational thinking does not affect these impressions permanently. Mm-hmm. Unless we are able to reach the subconscious and then unconscious level of our mind, this desired result will not be achieved. And so in order to be free from all our past impressions, we need to go to superconscious level and samadhi. Or, and superconscious meditation takes us to that goal, which is explained by Sesh Patanjali also, Anya Sanskara Pratibandhi. Means when we attain this uh, samadhi, it cancels out all our past impressions, and the goal is achieved. Mm. And yes, and the and it, it it is helpful, I think, to understand that the why this works, <laughs> why samadhi works, and you and you have explained beautifully why it is so important. Um, and then the, the, to understand that samadhi, the, the conscious experience of the essential nature, um, not only removes the um, impressions that, as you have said, are um, held in in ignorance, right? You know that is the mm-hmm. that's the field where those seeds are planted. So the experience yeah. of truth of uh, seeing clearly, of knowing directly, 
is the light that dispels that darkness of ignorance. So once that light comes, then the the mistaken ideas, you know, have nothing to cling to because they cannot um, thrive in the light of truth. So that's another way to see it, that this super consciousness um, is, brings forth this light of truth and that, you know... Um, uh, ideas, impressions that are grounded in um, ignorance, you know, cannot be maintained uh, in that light. And this uh, superconsciousness, of course, as you describe the, the states of being, is is our is our essential nature that is unchanging, and it is what allows the other. Um, states of mind to exist but in and of itself it's not a state it it is it is what we are it is the light of our being that you know allows these other states of sleep and waking and so on to to occur so superconscious meditation is the method then for getting in touch with our essential nature that is unmoving unchanging the the ground of our being and the higher samadhi of course is beyond mind uh, where ego resides so it's the way that we can discover the truth of of what we are and Swamiji, uh, how how would you describe the progression that that occurs? Um, you know, in potentially system, he describes well. It's really this uh, samyama, you, you know, this concentration, meditation, samadhi as a as a process that occurs. So, how, can you tell us about that? Describe a little bit of how one moves into the experience of samadhi. In meditation, there is a presence of three. Because before we enter into this meditative state, we are in concentration. There is a single thought. And in meditation, there is presence of three things. One is called dhyata, one who is meditating. Dhyana, the meditation process. And dhyaya, the object of meditation. When meditation comes to the state of uh, saturation, the first two, dhyata and dhyana, means the one who is meditating and meditation, they dissolve. And only the object or the goal of meditation remains as the luminous one. And then, swarupa shunyam, which Sesh Patanjali has said in the sutra next one, the essential form appears as nothingness or emptiness or a void. And with the perfection of concentration, meditation comes. With saturation of meditation, one is blessed with samadhi. Mm -hmm. And even in samadhi, it's not just uh, uh, in one shot one can go to that state. There are different levels or stages. If you read the Yoga Vasistha, there is a very beautiful description of Saptabhumi, seven states of samadhi, which I'll just give you the names that how we progress, uh, first we come to the state after deep meditation, which is known as Shubhecha Samadhi. That means, Shubhecha means uh, a noble wish. So, person always desires for one's own evolution in spirituality. And in this state, one looks at the goal and thinks about the ways to achieve it. Then, second stage comes, which is known as Vicharani. This means roaming. So, seeking the guru or the guide, having noble thoughts and getting practical advice from the guru. Then one comes to the third state, which is called uh, Tanumanasa. And in this state, uh, one gets control over the play of mind, eliminating the thought waves. And then comes to fourth state, which is Sattapatti. And that is the state of being established in one's own nature, the true self. After the fifth one comes, asamsakti, that means non-attachment or vairagya. Then sixth stage comes, padartha bhavini, that means a person always has the mind absorbed completely in true self. 
and the seventh and last state which is the highest one in this samadhi which comes it is known as kaivalya pada which is mm-hmm. complete chapter in patanjali yoga sutra the last one which mm-hmm. is otherwise known as nirvana or realization and this seventh state is the state of maturity and saturation where a person never deviates or has a downfall from his spiritual pinnacle mm-hmm. so this is the way from dharana to dhyana and dhyana when it is saturated it leads us to samadhi Thank you for the beautiful description of those seven stages. Um, we're going to take a break now when we get back. We'll talk a little bit more about how we identify this um, experience. You're listening to the Yoga Hour with our guest Swami Atma Vijananda from the Kriya Yoga Institute, kriya.org. We'll be right back with you. Unity Online Radio is bringing the message of unity to tens of thousands of spiritual seekers around the world. If you have been served by this programming, we invite you to support it by visiting www.unity.fm and clicking on Donate Now. Thank you for your support. John is looking for adventure. Mumbai is a must-see, and the night safari, that's one for the life list. Joe is seeking a little Eastern enlightenment. As the Buddha said, it is better to travel well than to arrive. Both find peace in daily meditation. Both Joe and John will find exactly what they're seeking on Spirit of the East, a 14-day voyage from Singapore to Mumbai. And so will you. Join us April 17th through May 1st, 2013. Spirit of the East, a perfect blend of relaxation and adventure. Explore more at unity.org/spiritoftheeast. Experience the peace and joy promised by a course in miracles, or are you still struggling to truly live your beliefs from moment to moment? Let Reverend Jennifer Hadley help you focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application by walking your talk. Experience the healing live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Central on a course in miracles, living the love, walking the talk. Only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You're listening to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way with Reverend Ellen Grace O'Brien. We now return to the Yoga Hour. Welcome back to the Yoga Hour. I'm Ellen Grace O'Brien, and my guest today is Swami Atma Vijananda from the Kriya Yoga Institute. And we're talking about Patanjali's eighth limb in uh, Ashtanga Yoga, and this limb is Samadhi, the uh, conscious realization of one's essential nature. And uh, just before the break, uh, Swami Ji was offering the seven states of samadhi that are outlined in the Yoga Vashtishta, um, which was very helpful. Um, it's it, this is a, a a deep subject, and we're and we're talking, of course, about the stages of spiritual unfoldment and um the these higher stages of course we're we're quoting from scripture and the example of the masters we're pointing to um but in kriya yoga this is really identified as a goal and it as a goal that is available for everyone to experience and um one can experience initially at least what is called the lower states of samadhi but should always stay um focused on the goal of the highest state this full realization 
also these two, um, well, before I talk about the two levels, I want to say one thing, and, and that is this experience of samadhi or superconsciousness, oneness, either with that, you know, an object or the direct experience of being, comes, as we learn in yoga, through this combination of our self-discipline, you know, we we have devotion, we we sit, we focus, you know, all the ways in which we use our will and our concentration. But the ultimate experience is a matter of divine grace. Would you agree, Swamiji? Yeah, grace is the most important factor for realization. <laughs> so I, I think that... Um, you know, it is important for us to to know that because we don't, uh, we cannot um, create this experience of samadhi, you know, and we cannot make it happen from the level of ego. And of course, that is as it as it should be. Um, you know, I was thinking uh, of what. Um, Yogananda Ji told my guru, you know, who so yearned for samadhi, you know, when he was a very young man, he, he just wanted that so intensely and so profoundly, and he, he asked Master to, to give it to him. And Yogananda Ji said, you know, you have to want God so much, you know, that you feel that you cannot wait another day for this experience of truth of realization but if the experience does not come then you must be willing to wait another day <laughs> so it's just a, that dynamic combination of you know knowing what the goal is having the discipline to focus ourselves on it and become receptive and be able to concentrate to focus our attention but then be receptive to divine grace Yeah, grace is essential. And when we, and I also think it's important to, um, you know, because samadhi, of course, is the highest goal. Some people feel, well, you know, it's not for me. You know, this is only for the masters. Um, but all of the gurus in Kriya Yoga say we must all have that as a goal. It's the same uh, spirit, same light is is within us all. And so these two levels of samadhi, which sometimes called lower samadhi, higher samadhi, samprajnata samadhi, asamprajnata samadhi. Um, Swamiji, do you want to talk a little bit about those two levels and the difference between them? Yeah, Sesh Patanjali has uh, described about these two levels of samadhi, which is known as a samadhi with support, which is sampragnata samadhi, and the other one is without support, which is asampragnata samadhi. When one is entirely engrossed in one thought, it is sampragnata samadhi. And when one is completely thoughtless, that becomes asampragnata samadhi. We'll talk a little more about this. So, what is sampragnata? This word has come from Sanskrit root verb, sam. Sam means samyaka, means completely or perfectly. And pra means clearly. So, sampragyata means knowing clearly and completely. So, to whom should we know? First is our goal and then God. And this knowledge is born out of concentration. The restless and fickle mind is controlled, focused on one thought and... In this state of Sampragyanta Samadhi, this is low stage of Samadhi, uh, due to our uh, deep concentration uh, on and focused on object. So this object can be internal or external, that is why it is known as with support. And the other type, which is higher state, which is known as Asampragyanta Samadhi, and that is explained as... Uh, that means in this state there is nothing to be known and here there is no support of concentration. You go beyond that. Beyond all modes of memory, we go. And the state of asampragyata is the experience of one's own nature which is known as satchitananda, existence, consciousness and bliss. 
Mm. And and so in these two, um, thank you so much, you said these two um, different levels of samadhi, one in sampragnata samadhi, the mind uh, functions still. We are using concentration and the, yes. the intellect is still involved. But in the higher samadhi, sampragnata samadhi, um, then it is beyond um, beyond mind, beyond intellect, and um, and as you say, it is the it is the doorway when when one abides then in uh, their essential nature, um, and the value of each type of samadhi. I think in the um, sampragnata samadhi is there's a purifying effect. Uh, on the mental field, um, which can help to clarify the mind, you know, helps to purify so the uh, restless thoughts, of course, can become dormant. And with this, then, you know, deeper uh, concentration uh, can can come. And then the value, of course, of asamprashanata samadhi is that it is completely transformative. Um, because we then are abiding in our in our essential nature. You know, what advice would you give to the sincere meditator, the sincere yogi who who wants to experience samadhi? Sesh Patanjali also has explained this very beautifully when he says in the first chapter, twenty first uh, words, "Tivra samveganam asana." He says that samadhi or success in yoga comes with great speed to those who are intensely sincere. Because here when he says samvega, samvega means spirit or uh, zeal. Tibra means extreme or intense. So when once uh, zeal is extreme and the desire to progress is very, very strong, quick, then spiritual evolution is inevitable. And success varies according to the means adopted to achieve it. This can be slow, medium or intense. And uh, I would say there are some points which will definitely encourage us to experience this state of samadhi. We need to have determination in practice. That means there should be no slack with the regularity of practice. This is the first important point, regularity of practice with determination. And then, second, I can tell that uh, we should try with extreme sincerity to go beyond all thoughts. Then, we should see dissatisfaction in all sorts of pleasure and enjoyment. Resolve, then we should also resolve not to allow any thought, even in the state like Sampragnata. Because once we attain this state of Sampragnata, deep concentration, so there is still a thought that I am meditating, but mm-hmm. we have to go beyond that also. Mm-hmm. And we should never rest until the goal is achieved. Mm-hmm. So with a determined mind and sincere effort, we can uh, definitely achieve the higher state of realization. Most of the time what happens, people attend a Sampragyata Samadhi and they just stop there. And they do not go further to Asampragyata. And that is why it is necessary to continue our practices. Mm. And we, of course, have the beautiful example of the Masters of Kriya Yoga. And I, I think of uh, Lahiri Mahashaya, you know, saying, keep on keeping on. And behold, yeah. one day, one day, the goal. And that is really the key to keep on keeping on. But, of course, we... As you have said so beautifully, we we need to understand what the goal is. You know, so un- first understand what the goal is. Understand, you know, our study is important. This is an important part of uh, spiritual practice: is study to understand what the goal is and how it works and uh, why it is important and how it is possible. So we understand uh, what we are seeking. That's the you know the first level is to understand it, and then you know next we open ourselves to experience it um, directly. 
body. And, uh, you know, we open ourselves to then um, to divine grace. But to be in touch with the yearning that we feel, you know, in our hearts uh, to know God, to be free, to know the truth of our being, I think... Um, all of that is an important part of it as well. So let us um, shift a little bit into um, looking at how samadhi or superconscious meditation supports um, our, our spiritual realization, um, awakened living. You know, how does it impact our life? As we practice uh, Kriya Yoga, which is the Patanjali's yoga, after practicing Pranayama or the superconscious meditation, the first step is uh, to be free from all of our thoughts. And this is the first step towards our goal of realization. Our individuality starts vanishing in meditation as we go more deeper and deeper. And with conscious efforts, continuous efforts, for a long time with attitude of surrender, uh, one attains a spiritual realization and with further practice one can always remain in that state because even after attaining samadhi, one has to continue meditation to be established in that state. And the path which is suggested by Sage Patanjali, we also practice, it is very systematic approach and uh, it supports very step uh, in step by step method, and it is very practical for the uh, those who are in a householders' life and busy with their uh, work and job and family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's such a good point. The fact that Patanjali's yoga. Uh, really gives us um, a full uh, approach, you know, step by step, a very systematic, methodical, you know, it's been called scientific um, because it's universal in its approach and um, it is for everyone to experience um, this result that that is possible as you follow the steps uh, along the way. And, and of course, you know, I, I just want to make the reminder that as we talk about superconsciousness uh, that we experience in meditation, we want to remember that the goal, of course, is not simply to become proficient meditators, (laughs) which is good, but the goal (laughs) is to become proficient at living um, and really um, to, to be... Super conscious all the time, you know, to be awake and aware of the truth of our being, of the truth of life, and um, and I think the other promise of samadhi, the higher samadhi, when one is stabilized in this realization, is that right action then becomes spontaneous. You know, initially on the path. Uh, when more light comes in consciousness, you know, we become aware of thoughts and speech behavior that's not consistent with the truth of our being, and then we have to correct it. So we're using discipline, you know, for our sadhana, for right living. But with realization and being established in uh, knowing the truth, then a right action is spontaneous. Yeah, it's very true. And uh, we we can especially, I think, you know, of course, see that in the lives of the masters. And and uh, Paramahansa Yogananda spoke about this, you know, when he said uh, that we can we can come to a place where we are living by the promptings of the soul, and mm-hmm. you know, not um, you know, not being um, moved so much by the patterns. Uh, in the mind. So we have a, a, just a couple of minutes left in this segment, and let, let's turn to um, the encouragement that we find in, in Kriya Yoga that, that spiritual realization, a full awakening self and God realization, is not only possible, but it's the certain destiny of every person. Um, what words of encouragement um, would you offer to? 
seekers, particularly those you know who could be new on this path, to encourage them to aspire to uh, a spiritual realization in this lifetime. Paramahansa Yogananji has uh, told that self-realization is our birthright. And he has written very beautifully in his classic book, Autobiography of a Yogi, that one cycle of Kriya Pranayam gives one year of spiritual evolution. And practicing this scientific technique of Kriya Yoga, uh, it can give us self-realization in one lifetime. And all our masters and many of their disciples have attained Samadhi, God-realization in less than 20 years. So it is proven and promising technique. My master, Baba Hariharananji, he said that Kriya Yoga is the shortest, surest, easiest and quickest means of God-realization. Remember, the purpose of yoga is to lead the individual to divine life. Which uh, it enable because it enables one to overcome all human limitations and go beyond the realm of restless life and to enter the life of inner calmness and peace. So Kriya Yoga is the royal path to achieve this goal in one lifetime. And thank you so much for that beautiful description and for reminding us of the technique, uh, particularly of of Kriya Yoga, that Paramahansa Yogananda brought um, to the West um, that is available to us to assist us in our spiritual discipline. I'm Ellen Grace O'Brien, and you're listening to the Yoga Hour with special guest Swami Atmavijananda. We welcome your comments and questions. You can contact us at yoga hour at unity.fm. Coming up in the last segment, we'll talk a little bit more about enlightened living. We'll be right back with you. Affirm the good that flows within you and stretch to reach your divine potential with daily inspirational messages from Daily Word. The path to God is not long or difficult or complex. Wherever I am, whatever I am doing, I pause and bring awareness to the one spirit that is within me. I open my mind to the thought of one creative energy enlivening me in the world. I open my heart to the one love that is the essence of life. This love, God's love, is within us all. Spirit needs no books or rituals, wealth or architecture to reveal itself. It is as intimate as a touch and as vast as the infinity of space. I am at peace in the simple knowing that wherever I am, God is. Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. A one-year subscription to Daily Word Digital Magazine with audio is only $9.95. That's less than three cents a day to start your day right, centered and connected to the truth within you. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com. You know the saying, a good deed is its own reward? Well, moving toward a plant-based diet and vegan lifestyle is one kind and compassionate act that isn't just its own reward. It will also reward you with vibrant health, boundless energy, an easy way to keep your weight where you want it, and according to Yogi's and Unity's co-founder Charles Fillmore, even give a boost to your spiritual life. On Main Street Vegan, the radio program named for their popular book, The delightful mother-daughter duo, Victoria and Adair Moran, will make your move in a vegan direction easy, fun, affordable, and delicious. With enticing topics and entertaining guests every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Central Time, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Listening to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way with Reverend Ellen Grace O'Brien. If you have a question, please submit it via email at yogahour at unity.fm and we will respond. 
Now, back to the Yoga Hour. Welcome back to the Yoga Hour. I'm Ellen Grace O'Brien, and my guest today is Swami Atma Vijananda from the Kriya Yoga Institute. Um, in this segment, we want to conclude just focusing on enlightened living. And, uh, you know, when we speak about yoga and the, the disciplined path of uh, meditation, uh, sometimes people have the idea that this uh, spiritual life um, is not so much fun, not so enjoyable, and uh, so they're not inclined, you know, to want to have so much focus on a practice in in life but when we look of course at the saints and the mystics through all traditions we find um that that their lives show us that the spiritual life is actually a life of joy so swamiji tell us about how you see this connection between a spiritually conscious living and joy it is uh, like uh, when we wake up in the morning, the body and mind becomes active and automatically. So as the spiritually awakened person naturally understands the impermanence of the world and always lives in joy in a balanced state. To live in joy is our own nature. And for that person who is awakened, enlightened, Every activity is saturated with love and a service to God. So sorrow, unhappiness, which is related to body and mind, and an awakened person lives in knowledge that his real form is the soul, which is beyond all qualities and the nature of bliss absolute. So this is our own nature. So this is the connection that once we are awakened, then we live continuously in this joyful state, no sorrow, no suffering can touch us because we are the soul. Mm. So we're not trying to become happy. <laughs> we're not trying <laughs> to become joyful, which is a lot of work. But we are, and as Kriya Yoga um, teaches that, you know, we are not trying to create this spiritual condition. All we're doing is removing whatever obstructs our clear knowing, our clear experience of it. So I think that's a beautiful distinction for us is to understand that these uh, practices or disciplined living is, is not an effort, you know, to try to be happy or to try to be spiritual, but it is simply to remove uh, faults, uh, ideas, and identification. And the, there's a beautiful verse in Bhagavad Gita, of course, that defines uh, yoga as the end of all sorrow. And, um, you know, you have described that beautifully, that the sorrow is connected with the body and the mind, um, but the soul is free of that because joy is its, is its nature. So how do you see Patanjali's path, these eight limbs, you know, uh, you, you know, sometimes it is, of course, presented as a progression, you know, starting with our life in the world, yamas and niyamas, and cultivation of inner life, and then the steps, you know, to samadhi, and it can be seen like a ladder, but I really have, you know, of course, seen it as a circle that, um, you know, our meditation practice um, brings us more insight for conscious living and and then so forth. So how do you see this path um, contributing to conscious living um, through meditation? Yeah, many people think that this is a linear path and we have to first practice yama, then niyama, then asana. But it is not true because it is clearly said by says. Patanjali, it is Ashtanga Yoga. Ashta means eight, Anga means limbs. And uh, it is not linear path, it is a spiral path that we practice them all together and we reach our goal. And just like the body moves together, when we are moving, so all the limbs, our hands, our feet, they all move together. Similarly, 
these eight limbs are to be practiced together and they are just interconnected when we are practicing one we are also practicing the other one so it is a spiral path which is very easy because in linear path there is always a fear of downfall but in spiral you are always moving up and up <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a beautiful way to think of it and 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 i think it's also perhaps helpful in terms of um trying to avoid some sense of um pride you know in in accomplishment that is not useful for us in our sadhana but to you know as paramahansa yogananda said you know this side of the transcendental field is ever new joy and you know i think part as a devotee part of that ever new joy you know is <clears throat> the continual process of awakening new insight deeper insight um experiencing a god in ever new ways uh in our life and this and this brings uh great joy it's very true uh, those who practice they can experience and understand and then explain it Yeah, I think um our study, you know, learning to articulate our understanding uh, is important as you say, um being able to explain it. So at some point, you know, we we move from uh just trying to take it in to, <laughs> to trying to articulate it um which is we articulated of course with our words but we are articulated mainly with the way that we live um and so how do you see this vision uh of an awakened world you know what this sadhana what this path of kriya yoga and patanjali's eight limbs uh what difference might it make in our world to have more and more people practicing this uh, patanjali's ashtanga yoga this is a very systematic approach which uh, is like a guide the how to live a meaningful life and cultivate uh, ethical values because if we see many systems we are more focused on a particular aspect of life but here there is a systematic approach one after the other including everything together because this path includes yama and yama which is cultivating ethical values moral values in life how we should behave with others in society and how we should be more disciplined and then the pratyahara step which is withdrawal of senses that is the self discipline how to uh, keep our senses and mind under control and then we have asana maintaining good physical and mental health with asana and pranayam techniques and then ultimately we have to fulfill the goal of life so dharana the concentration dhyana the meditation and samadhi it includes this uh, practice of fulfilling the goal of life with spiritual awakening so it takes care of all the aspects of our life we can say that it helps develop a physical mental intellectual and spiritual aspects of human life and in the modern time we are not living a healthy and righteous life and this system of yoga is a perfect guide to bring harmony in our life and in the world it is not theory but it is a practice and it is a part of our life that is why we see yoga practice is becoming more and more popular in the modern time the world is like a unitary field and the action of one person affects others also so if we change ourselves the whole world will change eventually so when people practice it they become more peaceful more happy joyful and the manifest the same all around, all around them mm-hmm. yeah so our awakening our dedication 
can and does influence others. And that is a wonderful way for us to conclude this morning. It's been such a joy to share this yoga hour with all of you. And thank you so much, Swamiji, for joining us today. A reminder to our listeners to learn more about Kriya Yoga Institute. You can visit Kriya. K-R-I-Y-A dot org. I want to invite you to listen in next week on Thanksgiving Day for a program with special guest Angelus Arian entitled Gratitude, the Key to Loving Your Life. And also want to remind you that you can still participate in the 21-Day Meditation for Compassion Sidathon by visiting csecenter.org to get started today. And you'll find there um, five-minute videos of meditation you can join in with uh, every day. Remember to share about the Yoga Hour with your friends on um, Facebook. Thank you so much again for being here today. I look forward to being with you next time. And until then, remember always to let your inner light shine into the world and to share your peace and your joy with all that you meet. Bye now. Bye, Swamiji. Thank you again. Thank you very much. My prayers for all of you for peace and prosperity. Thank you all. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Reverend Ellen Grace O'Brien. Join us every Thursday morning at 10 Central, 8 a.m. Pacific, for practical, purposeful methods for spiritually conscious living every day. The Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. This program is brought to you in part by friends and members of the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California, a ministry in the tradition of Kriya Yoga, the ancient science of self and God realization, www.csecenter.org. Request free literature by writing info at csecenter.org. Reverend Paulette's mantra is, It's all a prayer. Tune in every Tuesday as Unity Minister Paulette Pipe leads you in meditation and prayer on touching the stillness. Make no mistake, this is not nap time. With an energy that will captivate you, touching the stillness will guide you in deep meditation, leaving you enlivened. Hear astounding meditations and learn more about different forms of meditation. Enrich your prayer life as Reverend Paulette, Senior Minister of Touching the Stillness Ministries, affirmatively prays with power and authority by taking live prayer requests from callers like you. Whether you have a prayer request for yourself or for a loved one or are ready for a deepened meditation experience, make sure you tune in on Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Central Time, where we'll be joining in consciousness with the unceasing prayer activity of the Silent Unity 24-7 Prayer Ministry at Unity Village. That's Touching the Stillness with Reverend Paulette Pipe every Tuesday right here on Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Letting go in the stillness. In quiet moments of prayer, let go of any concern. Anchor your trust deep in the realization that with God all things are possible. Never doubt it for a single moment. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. He's the most talked about figure in history. How do you see Jesus? As a savior, a way shower, a mythical hero. 
In his cutting-edge new book, Jesus 2.1, An Upgrade for the 21st Century, Rev. Dr. Thomas Shepard explores the many human concepts of Jesus. The man of Nazareth has been an imaginary spiritual playmate for millions. Best friend, confidant, silent lover, surrogate father, brother, husband, trusted king when earthly governments fail, all-purpose superhero who will save the day before the final credits roll. Jesus is like a program that has been adapted through the ages while the basic code remains undisturbed despite all subsequent modifications. Now it is our time to rewrite and reinstall the Jesus program with updates for today, just as every previous generation has done and every subsequent generation will do. The Romans killed Jesus for being a revolutionary. Every succeeding generation kills him anew by losing sight of the ongoing revolution in human consciousness that he represents. Explore the new book, Jesus 2.1, at www.shopunity.org. Are you ready to experience the rich interconnection of spirituality, orientation, and identity? If so, plan to attend Liberating Your Divine Identity, a retreat at Unity Village during Pride Month, June 9th to the 12th. This soul-filled retreat is facilitated by LGBTQIA plus Unity Ministers with workshops and ceremonies to cultivate a deeper awareness of our spiritual nature. Register at unityvillage.org forward slash IMDivine2022. 